Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Why Do I Care? Today, we'll be talking about mass shootings and what we can do to try to slow down or completely eradicate any gun-related deaths in the United States. So without further ado, let's get right to it. So before we talk about why this happened, it's important to talk about what happened. So in Uvalde, Texas, a shooter barricaded himself in an elementary school classroom, shooting 19 students and two teachers. This was an 18-year-old gunman who bought um, some guns two weeks after his birthday, and he was he was he did some shooting outside. He fired some, I guess you could call them warning shots, and he was outside for 12 minutes before entering the school building. And upon entering the school building, there was no effort to stop him. So you they could hear the bullets outside, they could hear the shots outside, and yet there was no effort to stop him. Police were called and it took police an hour to stop him. And the reason that it took police an hour to stop them was because, quote, they could have been shot. That's what a senior, um, that's what an official says. So now it's kind of time to dive into the, the larger picture here. So what happened is that because of a gun, an 18-year-old Texan was able to buy and just walking into an elementary school classroom without having much resistance, they were able to kill 21 innocent people. And the gun that was used was an AR-15, and that is a gun that is used for almost every single mass shooting and school shooting that we have seen in probably since the, the assault ban was lifted. So what's so scary about this gun is it can shoot really, really fast. And that's scary to talk about but it's true. And that's why the police were afraid to enter because they know that their guns are no match for this like literal military war style gun. That's like, it should not be in the public's hand. I, I didn't, I don't, that's probably going to be a very bold statement, but I don't think it should be a bold statement. Like we don't allow civilians to have tanks or grenade launchers. Why should we allow them to have an AR-15? Um, that's my, that's my personal take on this. Um, so they, this 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 eighteen year old man this this eighteen year old boy I guess walked into a, an elementary school and just opened fire and there was nothing that the police could really do to stop him because they were afraid of the gun he had. So now this this begs the bigger picture of what the hell can we do about guns in America? It's it's a big issue. So some things that that can be done. It's they're really not that extreme. And that's going to be the focus of this this week's episode. It's not going to be what happens because that's really sad. It's good. We we did talk about though because we were so it's good to honor them, but it's going to talk about what we can do to make sure this never happens again. And one of the things that we can do is ban high capacity magazines. What that means is you can't hold as many bullets, so you can't shoot as many bullets. And if most of these guns are sold and being advertised as something for hunting, why would you need a whole lot of bullets, right? Like, you can reload, but the only time that you would need a whole lot of bullets is, one, if you're really bad at aiming, and two, if you have some ulterior motive to use your gun for. Another thing that is very popular is a ban on bump stocks. And what bump stocks are, it's um, it's, a way, it's a way to bump firing, so it, it makes shooting a lot faster. And that's, that's one of them. That's another thing that you don't really need if you're only using it for hunting. 
right? Like bump stocks make everything a lot faster. It makes the gun shoot faster and high capacity magazines make it so that you can shoot more bullets, just more bullets without reloading. So these are two things that like, even if we don't change at all who can get a gun or what guns that, that can be, that can be gotten, I guess, these are two things that, that can really help, um, reduce the amount of shootings that we see and for some of these actions that are taken like if a bump stock's banned like the gun lobby is going to pump out another type of something that they call slightly different because there's a lot of loopholes and that brings us to our next point which is um requiring universal background checks without any loopholes so there this is one of the, probably the most upsetting things it's that you can buy a gun with there's so many loopholes like it's harder to buy a pack of cigarettes or alcohol or something than it is to buy a gun like it's it's really easy to buy a gun you can go to a gun a gun show and you can buy a gun there you can buy banned guns there you can do that you like it's not like if to legally buy a gun that might be a bit harder but there's still not many um background checks or or any deep waiting periods or look looking into some of the thing some of these things like the 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 18 year old that did the shooting they did it completely legally which is something that should scare each and every one of us because people who have these deep thoughts and these these upsetting motives these are not these not just pop up in the instant these are something that have been culminating in their minds for a while and i i, I guarantee you that so um by having universal background checks and with no loopholes that means that you can't you shouldn't be able to buy them at gun shows so if you have to go to this place to buy a gun there needs to be a universal background check and what that means is just like if if like if you want to it, it just checks to make sure you're not going to do anything stupid with this gun and that's completely fair right by saying it's the second amendment okay well it's also like it's in the constitution that everyone should have the right to vote why you guys want to do voter id laws Oh, to make sure that there's no voter fraud? Okay, well then let us look into what's happening and why you want to buy a gun. So make sure you don't like um, harm a whole bunch of people. I think that's completely fair. And the opposition to this is just totally extreme, but like almost every other country does this. And like, we are so far behind on this. It's frankly, it's an embarrassment to the United States of America. And it's embarrassing that we live in a country that does not, just, is not aggressive enough to do these very, very simple tasks. Um, Another one, like I mentioned before, is a waiting period. Um, if there's a waiting period, um, it just, it's, it's what it sounds like. You might just have to like wait a week and then you get a gun, right? Like that's, that's okay. Like if you have Amazon Prime, you wait three days. Just imagine like two primes, two prime shipping. That's seven days. That's like completely fair and reasonable to ask. And it just ensures that you're not going to do anything rash with the gun as soon as you get it. I think that's completely fair. And that's just like, that's normal shipping for so many things. So like, as Americans, we are completely okay with just like waiting seven to 10 days in order to get something that you want. And most of them aren't even that extreme. Some of them are like three days. Um, and my personal favorite is reinstituting uh, re re the assault weapons ban as soon as possible. So this is probably for many people who are listening, you might not really remember this because this was a, a Clinton thing. But it was a 10-year ban, which um, in 1994, Bill Clinton passed. And it, 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 banned, it banned 
assault assault weapons and this expired on 2004 during george w bush because there's something called a sunset provision and what that means is that like unless it's like this isn't forever this is this was a 10-year thing and then you'd have to like say okay cool and we do it again so this passed in the um 1990s which trust me was a lot harder it was a lot harder of a time to get things well no this this it's completely doable now that's what i'm saying like this is something that can be done these are assault weapons and assault weapons are used for assault these are not called hunting weapons these are not hunting rifles these are assaults and these are used to harm people and during this 10-year ban, you, there was like 70% less likely to have a mass shooting. That is massive. That is huge. That is colossal. And this is there, there, there's no other evidence needed in order to, to, to look deeper into why, why these things are needed. So that being said, there's going to be a quick ad break, and we're going to come back to the Why Do I Care segment of this pod. So hang on right there. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking around for that uh, little ad. Um. So now it's time for the why do I care part. And I think this one is probably one of the most self-evident ones out of all the ones that I've ever done. Because frankly, why you should care is because that means you're not going to get, you're going to be less likely to to be brutally murdered and shot. Um, Even for the most selfish people out there, there is incentive to care about this because the less guns that there are, the less likely you are to be shot. And to the arguments that a bad guy with a gun can only be counteracted by a good guy with a gun. We literally saw that. The police were too scared to com- like to go after the bad guy with the gun, right? Like, th- this is not, this is, like, the, it's, it's insane to me that we allow people to have guns in which they could do this much damage to these many people in this short amount of time and the good guy with a gun bad guy with a gun argument is completely invalid because when there is a good guy with a gun and a bad guy with a gun the bad guy with a gun doesn't really have to do a whole lot to have the good guy with a gun not attack them and why is that because their guns are bigger and scarier so there's two options to this one option is that you give the good guys with the guns even bigger stronger and more brutal guns or make sure the bad guys can't get their hands on a bad gun and you just like reduce you know like it's it's really simple and i don't know why people are overthinking this and the reason it is is because it's very very political and nra is an evil corporation who puts so much money into american politics and that means they can't get anything done that being said there is still some hope and it's it's going to sound very partisan, but it's very true. The only way that we can try to have any real change is to elect Democrats up and down the ballot in November. That is why um, I think it's very important for people to volunteer. So one of the places that I used to volunteer and I got my start at was Vote Save America. It's by Crooked Media. You go to Vote Save America Midterm Madness and you join whatever region you're in. I am part of the eastern region because i i live in massachusetts and really what they do is once a week they email you a simple task one could be like join us and make phone banking calls if you're like uh well i've never phone banked that's easy you do it from your computer because all of this stuff has like been adapted to the pandemic and it's still like that because it's easier so you sit down you join a zoom for five minutes they explain how to phone bank they send you this link you click the link and it's in you're there right you it's like on your computer and what you do is you 
it calls someone for to you. And then if they pick up, it transfers you onto them. And then you literally read off a script and you mark down what they say and it tells you what to respond. There's no real quick thinking on your feet. It's just, you need, they need people to do this. And that's why I think it's such an easy way to make change. And it doesn't require a whole lot of work or effort or like you can do this half asleep. Like, and it's, it makes such a big change. And that's my, that's my endorsement of Vote Save America. I think it's fantastic. I think everyone here should try to do it. I do it. And I think it'll be great if I see you there. That being said, this, this is, this, this midterm is going to decide a lot of things, right? It's going to decide how easy it is to vote. If people have the right to abortion, if, um, if, our, our, if kids can go to school safely, if there's going to be a planet for people to raise kids anymore, if we're going to stand up for crooked politicians that like to line their pockets at the expense of, of us, of, of the taxpayer. And I wish there was a better way to do it than say, you got to vote for a Democrat. You got to. And for people saying, well, the Democrats haven't done stuff, that's because they aren't really in the majority. Like, I know they technically are, but if you think about it, they control the presidency, they control the House, but the only thing that really matters in Washington politics, believe it or not, is controlling both the House and the Senate and the presidency. And while they do have a 50-50 majority in the Senate, there are two Democrats that are basically Republicans. So the way I look at it is the Democrats do not hold the Senate. The Democrats are, they have maybe 49-51, or if they're, depending on how Kirsten Sinem is feeling, they might have 48-52. For so what needs to be done is they need to hold on to the House, which is going to be really hard because the Republicans gerrymandered, and they need to gain seats in the Senate, which is completely doable. Because the only way to make progress is to have 50 real Democrat senators. So that means no Kirsten Sinema from Arizona and no Joe Manchin from West Virginia because they slow down progress. That is, that's what has to be done. And that is how we stop this. And that is how we guarantee that we can raise kids that, that they can go to school off feeling safe, that we can, we can, we can feed, we can feed, feed each other that you can give babies baby formula and not have to like drive hours and waste money on gas and just that entire catastrophe that's happening right now so thank you so much for listening i know this was probably not the most happy or exciting episode but next week um or two weeks from now you should uh stay next week's actually wow yeah next week there's going to be an interview with um a, a congressperson that's true somebody from congress um seth moulton the U.S. representative for my district. So everyone should 100% listen to that one. It's going to be such a great conversation. And thank you so much for listening. And spread the word. Tell your friends about this. Check out the new shop. Go to whydoicarepod.com. And thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day.